welcome to the Voyager Podcast, hosted by Chris Vick and Brad Alexander. We're a weekly show about authentic faith in unlikely places. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We hope you're encouraged. Hello, and welcome back to the Voyager Podcast. My name is Chris Vick, and I'm here with Brad Alexander. Hello. Hello. (laughs) And we are on part two with our good friend, Brandon Phillips. Um, If you, you probably listened to the first one, hopefully you did, but the second one, uh, the second episode we thought needed to happen. Uh, We gave a whole first episode to kind of Brandon's story. And what we're looking at now with the second episode is, is how that's played out in his life, really continuing to be transformed. And then how he's then been using that transformed life to, to meet others and, and see that same kind of transformation. Right, Brad? Yeah, Brandon's our good friend. You have a lot of um, like hands in cookie jars too, I would say, because <laughs> you were shaping boards for the Dana Hills kids. You were coaching. You're still at the skate park, having fun, bringing your kids to the skate park, socializing with kids at the skate park. You were doing a skate night. I know there was kids at some of those that had never stepped foot in a church and were coming for the first time and you were trying to make it relatable and real. And today we just want to get into how can we reach the next generation of kids who are who are devoted to skating, maybe surfing, maybe snowboarding, but like these lifestyle sports that become your identity. I know for me, skateboarding was my first these are my people. This is who I am. This is how I associate with the world. It's so great being able to sit with you guys and, and talk through these things because you find your your story is is similar to so many others. And um and you know, as we we're talking about how Jesus loves sharing stories and making it making it personal, this whole thing, this whole walk on this earth is being able to to walk with people. What good is salvation if you like kept it to yourself? Good news. You share good news. Yeah. Right. Is that yeah. the idea? <laughs> yeah. You keep good advice <laughs> to yourself. Share good news. <laughs> well, well, that, well, you know what's interesting about that? I was thinking about First uh, Corinthians fifteen. Paul's like, "I preach to you that which I received," mm-hmm. and so I feel like your heart towards uh, the kids is a lot like the gospel you received, where you said you didn't feel judgment. You felt loved on, you felt accepted, even when you were kind of on the outside. Do you think that has an effect on the way that you kind of approach it? Because you see the church has a kind of like a, I don't know, sometimes it's legit, sometimes it's not, has kind of like a bad name of being like hypocrites and uh, just sin sniffers and all this and that. Um, <laughs> sin sniffers? Do you like that? I've sin never sniffers? heard that. <laughs> okay, whatever. We're just sniffing, you're just looking for sin everywhere you can, like a bloodhound yeah, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but the idea I think is that like you had an, a different kind of experience that I think actually a lot of people have. I had that too, where I felt super accepted and brought in and loved on and uh, seen for more than others saw in me, I guess. Uh, so what do you think? I, I, I absolutely think that you minister in the ways that you were ministered to, right? And that's, I think that's probably by God's plan, because what was effective for you to help you understand the gospel is how you're going to process it, and then as you grow in maturity of your faith, you're going to be able to give out what was already in you, right? And so... Brad, we talked about, 
you know, the, the just being involved with action sports and and all of these things, it's like, well, naturally, that's where I'm going to go to the things that I love already, because the Lord planted those things in my heart. It's only now that there's purpose to them, like God's purpose, that I can actually go there. And instead of being like, looking for the kid who's just ripping and be like, you're the most important kid out here, I'm going to look for the kid who's like, not talking or like hiding, <laughs> you know, and being like, you're the most important kid out here. And let's, let's, let's see what the Lord can do through um, opening up or whatever conversation or whatever it is. So I remember going to a mega church and before my partying got really bad, but I was still partying and someone convinced me to go to a mega church, like to a, a Thursday night thing. And I'm like, okay. And I smoked a cigarette in their parking lot and not in front of the door, like 50 feet away, but close enough the ushers could see me. And when I walked in the door, how they greeted me, I could tell they were bummed with me. They were sin sniffers. They, a little <laughs> sin sniffing. So I've never heard the term, but oh, I've experienced it. <laughs> but all this is to say is, well, yeah, maybe this kid's never been to church. I love hearing stories like what you guys just said, where if this guy's stoned and eating our donuts, get him out of here. No, like just love on him. Give him another one. Yeah, <laughs> like just stick let him eat the donuts. Who cares? They're like 50 cents a piece. Leave a little donut trail, <laughs> like E.T. with the with the Reese's Pieces. Yeah. It's like lead him all the way into, oh man, he came to the prayer room. We had donuts all the way there. Yeah, Dude. yeah, yeah. Pizza night. Oh man, pizza that's, night. that's part of like... We're still doing pizza night with our youth. It's, it's a great thing to lead. I mean, one... It's part of like the four food groups, pizza, ice cream, burritos, and I don't know what else. But <laughs> but it's it's one of those things where it's like that's just you man, you know what? The the food aspect is is so massive because even with kids or people in general, as the church, like feeding somebody, that might be their only meal of the day. Right? You just don't know. And it's a it's such a great way to to represent just we're just gonna a meal. Food is is so representative of, of Christ's love. I feel like yeah, it's hospitality. Yeah, it's like it's broad hospitality. Yeah. right. It's easy to do, but it shows people that you care about them, and you're like kind of like welcome into our home. We have food waiting for you. Mm-hmm. It creates a nice environment too. What issues do you think are kind of pressing our kids today? Like, what is the climate like when you skate around with some of these kids at the park? What are some of the the biggest things of their day that are are just pressing them as youth of 2022, 20, 23? Yeah, I, th- I don't think it's really changed that much since, you know, when we were kids or our parents were kids, like at the core of it, that really, ha- I don't think it's really changed that much. Obviously, technology brings a huge um, dilemma into it because, you know, with every generation, right? Like we knew how to turn on AOL and our parents were looking at us like, what? I don't know what to do without their jet video or whatever. My son is yeah. a genius. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, it's like now we're like, I mean, I'm the same way. I'm like, I don't even know how to turn on my TV anymore. My kids are like, this is how you watch the cartoon, Bluey or whatever. And I'm like, okay. Like, I can't figure it out. <laughs> so the, I think that what, what they're faced with is still at the root of it is identity and acceptance. Now, mm. the world's tactic, like the marketing tools are are different now than what it was in the past, right? And what I'm seeing now is what you guys know is on every TV show, every song, every 
um, like big box store uh, media campaign, marketing campaign, whatever, is be true to yourself. Mm. That's how you're going to be authentic and brave is do whatever is in your heart. No matter if your parents accept or your family accepts you or your school accepts you, do whatever's in your heart and you're the brave one if you go all in for it. And that's the hurdle, really. That's like what they're being challenged with because their hearts are deceitful. There's If you change, it's almost like you're giving up on what you were, So, which is God is, I think that's such a, most the the devil's worst worst lies and most effective lies are the ones that are seemingly 99% true, Mm -hmm. where it's like, no, God has created you unique and you're not supposed to look just like everybody else, but your identity is going to be found most potently in Christ and and most clearly and, and purely in Christ. So there's like a thing where it's like, yeah, you are supposed to be unique. You are supposed to be yourself in Christ. It's not like the fallen like like version outside of Christ. You're not going to find that there. Um, but th- with that is what we talked about last episode, sanctification. Mm-hmm. There's a process of being set apart. So old stuff has to go. That's really not you. You think that part is part of your identity. It's actually not. And so trying to be like, this is the thing you think you have to hold on to. No, there's the thing you really are is so much better than that. And yeah. so relieving that. Do you agree? Absolutely. And it's even harder for kids now because of that technology aspect, right? Where everyone's got a platform. And so even if you're a kid who's like, well, I don't really care to be on my phone that much, but yet everything around me is so focused on like that, that now I feel even even more removed from the uh, the environment around me. And we never we didn't have that, right? Those are challenges that are specific to this day and age right now. I think another thing that I've really been noticing that we didn't have to do deal with is there is a real assault on truth. So when I was young, it was about like seeking the truth or figuring out what the truth is. But how that's changed in current times is I hear more and more, and even from some Christians, about walking out your truth with the implication that my truth can be different than your truth, different from their truth. And it's like the, the, there either is absolute truth or there is not. Right. Because then everything becomes very loose, right? Yeah. That, I, yeah. That's why it's a spiritual thing, I think, is because it, it blurs all of the lines and keeps people from seeking absolute truth. And that's that's in, in its heart deception. Deception is like a real thing. Oh, so yeah. we have to be really careful to realize how easily we are deceived. We can be easily deceived by all kinds of different things. I think the whole social media thing you're talking about, it is a deception because it's a highlight reel of your life. Um, I heard one high school student um, saying that that they were struggling with friends who went to Disneyland and literally spent the whole day trying to get shots that made it look like they were having fun at Disneyland. And you're like, why don't you just have fun at Disneyland? You know, but it's part of this. There's that dopamine high of getting hits of looking good. And then everybody else feels like I don't measure up to that. So that's, that's a, that is a real challenge. So there's the depression, there's the anxiety. And well, if we're our truest self and we don't have to feel bad about anything, why are we depressed and anxious? Mm -hmm. It's a good question. You know, and that's where, um, you know, coming in contact with these, these young people, kids or whatever, and I'm not like some expert at this, right? I'm just doing it in the way that I guess is, comes natural through prayer to me, right? The way that the Lord leads me into it. And what I've come to find out is there's like a uncomfortable stage at first with these kids, but 
you just kind of keep on like working through them by asking them questions because talking face to face with like anybody or like let's say an adult for kids these days most kids can't handle it i don't know if anybody can actually have like a actual phone call like under the age of 18 right now like pick up the phone and call the person they're like what it's like anxiety for them that's not what a phone is for <laughs> like that's like their mind mentality so you have to like kind of like ultimately like spend time with them is is kind of where the this road leads to as far as you know it's not like you're going to show up and oh if you're at the skate park then it's like all right there's some common ground there right you talk about skateboarding you talk about them you talk about like what are they working on and then they slowly start to um let the let the well learn how to say like oh wow this is a good thing to have a conversation with somebody i think this is part of why you're so effective in this kind of ministry you don't see it as a unique problem to this era you see it as the same with a little bit of a different like um focus like there's different parts to it but it's a common problem Mm -hmm. so it doesn't separate them from us because i think that's a lot of times what happens is you look at the next generation you go nope they're different like we can't oh you can't reach out you can't say anything to these kids and you're like no they're just like us like we were all lost like that too uh, it's just a little bit of a different angle. They're dealing with a little bit of a different type of struggles. For the older generation, it's always easier to look back at the younger generation and go, oh, they're so jacked up. They're so this, they're so that. And it's like, no, absolutely not. They're like, they're just like you. There might even be less than than you. They actually care about things that were more important than the things you care about potentially. But how do you reach them where they're at and not like be like, come up to my level. Mm-hmm. I want to know you where you're at. And I think that's, that's a really important thing. If you really want to ministry to these kids, you can't like look down on them because they perceive, oh, you're just trying to do this because of your like Christian thing. If you actually care about them, they'll respond. When you were doing uh, vert skate nights, you've had a couple locations, but you've had seasons where like every Friday night you're giving kids a safe place to be on Friday night and skate. When you're in the skate parks, what what is the climate towards the gospel or God in that community right now? Are, are kids open to it? Are they searching? Are they too close to it? Or like, what do you think the general climate is? I honestly think they're actually pretty open to it because it's been squashed. Like it's, for the most part, we don't see, like, remember how I was sharing about the kids who brought the water out there? I don't see like churches youth groups going out and doing much of that anymore. And so when you bring up the things like Jesus, the Bible, I'm not doing it in a way of like, stand on my soapbox with the blowhorn, come to me, like in the back of the truck, like, everybody come here, I'm going to tell you about how you're going to hell because you're all no good. Like, that's not the my my approach. Like when we go somewhere, Brad, you and I had this um, experience once, like it's like we prayed. Lord, bring somebody through our path today. And when we went to Lags, there was a dad there with his two young kids. And we end up like, boom, that's like the highlight. And then get his story. They moved out here from the East Coast because of whatever reasons. And it's like, if you don't have ears to hear what the Lord might want to do, then you're going to be deaf to it, right? And so my approach or whatever, is, when I when I share, let's just say, the gospel with somebody or even talk about godly things to a kid is not in the way of um, like soapbox preaching. Your approach, right? You see these videos like people going into like women's marches and being like, ask me about how 
a woman's not a man or whatever. And it's like you're aiming for that controversy. When you're not aiming for controversy, when you're going in as like, I want to... I want to be the good news. I want to. Sh- I don't want to be the good news. I want to. Sh- I want to share the good news with somebody, in a in a gentleness and a humbleness, a meekness, that yeah, it just kind of flows and comes out. Usually, the response is pretty good. That's so good. And that story you just told is a really good example of people are are pretty keen observers. Yeah, mm-hmm. and especially like. We go and you're ripping around and I'm like, no, thanks, man. (laughs) (laughs) One nollie here and there. (laughs) I'm like an older, older tattooed guy. (laughs) Well, I shouldn't say older, but for the skate park, for a guy trying to do flip tricks on the pyramid at Laguna Hills or whatever, I'm I'm going on 38. There's less and less of us that are still trying to push it like that. (laughs) And I think it's It's funny. because everyone has a job, Brad. Right? (laughs) But... When we go, I really think people kind of do take notice to us. And what that guy overheard is me saying, Brandon, God willing, I'm going to stomp this one. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, I heard you guys like talking about God. Like, they, they're, they're ears you guys Christians? Up, man. And, and that's a really good charge in the other direction from when um, getting mad about getting cut off mm-hmm. or like how people are behaving and starting to try and assert your dominance, you're like, they will take notice of that. And if they find out you're a Christian, they'll be like, oh, yeah, that speaks to people about who you are and what your walk is really like. And you, do you guys think people are looking for role models, right? You know how your body like actually starts craving a food that you need? Like there's like a, there's like Lola's. Sorry, Lola. I've been thinking about it for okay, like so, the last hour. So, uh, <laughs> so it's like a Carlsbad burrito spot here. Uh, <laughs> Um, yes, but like there's, right. there's something in there, whether you can put words to it or not, that like you are, you find yourself around older guys that you want, you just desperately want someone to lead us. And that's been an issue discipleship, even in the church, but like just being there, being older, there's something about that. That's especially to kids without maybe like a dad in their life or any sort of a, like a role model father figure sort of a thing. You absolutely are. You hit it, man, because even in our day, kids are growing up. I think it's more common. I mean, just look at the world around us. It's more common for a, a kid, let's just say a 13-year-old kid to grow up in a home that speaks nothing of any sort of faith. There, there's like no concept of what Jesus is. All they know of Christianity is what is mocked on skateboard brands. That's like what they understand of it. So they're like, well, pfft. I mean, Buddhism is not getting mocked, but Christians are. Jesus is getting mocked. The only thing I know about Jesus is what is, like, getting mocked on skateboard brands. And that's where it's like, well, okay, so now I get to be the example. Right. Not because it's, like, promoting me somehow, but because that is just who we are in Christ, because we move in obedience to him, and we do these things because we're passionate about them. It's who we are now, but now we get to... Now we just get to be like, so I know what you've heard, but now let me change your perception of what you see. You're a light bearer. Mm. It's the idea is like Christians as outposts of heaven. Mm-hmm. That's like we're part of the kingdom and right. we bring it everywhere we go. The ambassadorship. We're right? ambassadors. Yeah. yeah. So we're, that's like, that's the, the light you get to be. So what happens when the, the, tr- the church doesn't show up? That's, that's where it gets really sad. And so that's why we think this is such an important topic in all of these avenues, because a lot of times these kind of places are where you go, ah, oh, leave that to the devil. And you're like, why? Mm. Especially the devil's so- active. He was like, hey, if you're not going to the park, I will. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And if you're doing outreach, 
you've got to actually care about the people you're trying to win over because they will know if you're inauthentic about it. Amen. And I just think going to skate parks, doing everyday ministry, just being who you're called to be, even if you're just there to get some tricks and get a workout or like get in a session and have some fun. If you have a skate night, you got to love every kid who shows up there to the best of your ability. You can't just love the ones that you know, or the ones who are on a good track. You got to reach people, but there are a lot of demonic images and things that are put on wheels on board. So we know that skating at times mocks the faith and they don't seem, I've never seen them mock Islam or (laughs) Buddhism or anything else. It always just seems to be, you know, Jesus. But, um, at the same time, the reason that this territory is valuable is a lot of us that were drawn to skateboarding, that it was a place to belong, came from broken families or had dysfunction going on at home or our parents tried really hard to provide for us, but we're always gone or always working or whatever it is. And when we found that crowd and we realized how awesome skateboarding was, it was like, I'm home. This is my place. And these people accept me. But when everyone is just trying to figure out life together and we're a bunch of teenagers that are like leading our own way and influencing each other, it gets bad fast. And I guess the greater point is we need good role models. And I need that too. My inner circle is very important to me. I need, you guys are like some of my closest friends and I need that because I need to be called out when I'm like, why are you doing that thing or going that road? I also need to be encouraged when I'm doing stuff. And it's like, dude, I love that you did this and building me up. I need all of it. And when I was young, a lot of the older guys I was hanging out with were showing me how to acquire and use drugs and yeah. and where their contact was that I could get more of. And it's like, man, I wish I had a Brandon Phillips in my life to be like, hey, yeah, man, like, you know, <laughs> I wish I did. I hey, I can skate with you. I can yeah. show you how to do certain tricks, where to put your feet. But I can also encourage you that like God loves you and you should get to know him. Yeah. And maybe that other path that you're starting to go down, you're not a bad kid, but you're looking for answers. And I can tell you where that path goes. You're not going to find the answers you're looking for there. They start to, like, as time goes on, the, their maturity, their brain starts to make that connection of, like, he he's telling me not to do certain things or to be aware of certain things or to go towards certain things. And I don't see him, like, having the same issues as, like, my family does, you know, like, or, you know, whatever it is. They, they start to see that they're, like, someone's conduct is consistent with their, their, talk their their walk mm-hmm. matches their talk and so in time they start to go that might look better than what i've experienced and we can't uh, and hopefully that's going to be a decision made to follow the lord but we can't be the ones who expect him to like make a decision now start changing your life around now right and that's kind of where it goes back to like the the consistency and and staying in front of them and not being mm-hmm. surprised when they mess up because we mess up as adults. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I think about uh, every person I think I've seen come to the Lord, it was through years, if definitely months, usually years of influence being around them uh, and uh, letting, because they, they vet your life and yeah. they want to see it for a long period of time. And I think those are the ones that actually stick and last because there's like a, it's not like, oh, yeah, sure, that sounds like a good idea. Sure, I'll do it. Yeah, oh, oh, okay. It's like it's thought about for a really long time. And I can think of a couple of friends that got open the door. They ended up, you know, 
coming yeah. to the Lord. But it, That's cool. it, because they'd been thinking about it, they were counting the cost and they were also taking in all the data and going like, yeah, okay, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Right. And so mm-hmm. it's, it's more of like a relationship than it is like a, that's where you say soapbox. All right. Today's the day. That's it. And then it's like, <laughs> all right. And I'm out of here. I'll go to a new skate park next yeah, week. You know, yeah. it's being around them and living life around them. That's where my heart's at. You know, I told a story in, um, in my kind of testimony episode too, about a guy that we all know he was a kid. I call him a kid. He was a young adult who had gone through some hardship there's cancer in his family. He lost both his parents. He had he'd done a stint in rehab and he took his own life. And when I found out, even though I wasn't crazy close with him, like I legit like cried. I mourned yeah. it. I saw myself in him. And I was like, why didn't I go harder? Why didn't I try and relate with him? Why wasn't I there for him? Why wasn't so-and-so there for him? Like, where were we? And I remember talking to you and you were just like, hey, I wish we could have been there for him too, but focus on the kids that God put in front of you now. And like, let that be the energy to love on them. And it was a really great, I needed to hear that. Mm -hmm. It's like, don't carry the burden of like something that maybe you couldn't have even done. Maybe he wouldn't have related with you in that way. We knew each other, but maybe he wouldn't have bonded with you in that way. We'll never know. And it doesn't make sense to spend time carrying a burden about what could have been. But there's kids in front of you now that you can be there for. And you should redirect that energy into that. And then I did. Yeah. And now we've been taking the kids skating and I'm having a blast like filming them and like watching them learn kickflips and hanging out. And our friend Pat from Calvary Carlsbad came out the other night and we're having so much fun. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to be there for you. You know, there's grace where we all go through things. But if we are actively trying to become more mature in our faith, you're going to be a better role model for them than anyone could and really ever be right outside of like the walls of the church like they they might see an influence and be like oh that guy is so cool looking the music whatever it is but they're going to see something in you that is as deep and and goes beyond just like the surface level and so your walk your accountability to the lord to be obedient to what he's called you to be is is almost like just getting passed down into them because you want to be able to feed them the words of life and when they're going through things, you can give them the word. Yeah, that's so true. That was when I first started in youth ministry. Uh, the kids like naturally gravitated towards me, I think, a lot of them, because they're like, oh, you kind of seem rougher around the edges. And uh, they'd be like, can you pray for me? I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if I'd ever prayed for anyone before, <laughs> you know? And yeah. so then they'd start asking me questions, and it really pushed me to be mm-hmm. like, because of out of love for them, I was like, man, I really need to know my stuff yep. so that I can give to them give them something you know but it's based in love there's like all kinds of studies that people can actually tell if you care about them and it's not what you say it's the fact of how you're saying it and the way you view them people sense that and if you see them as a project yeah they don't like that so you actually have to love them it's not like a thing where you like uh, fake it and be like, oh, we're just here because we love you. Now get your life right. It's yeah. like they notice you don't really love them. Yeah. Uh, on the other side, you could say very little and they sense that like love for them and it changes everything. I think of like a train conductor who, who, what a good conductor looks like is by keeping his cars on the track, right? On this right track. Like the, a good con person of good conduct is going to keep his, his train in line and on track. And we as, Young adults, I'm going to consider myself a young adult, and we are at the table pretty much young adults. Yeah. But even further young adults 
they need stability. They they will gravitate like a light or like a fly to a light where it's like, if there's anything good in their world, they want to gravitate towards it. They really do. And that's motivation for me to try to be like, man, although I'm not perfect, I'm still being sanctified daily, but I want to be able to just to be that that person that of good conduct for them. That's a great that's a great charge, a great word. Yeah. And I want to be a train conductor. Right. <laughs> Next week you're gonna see me some overalls oh with the stripes. You're just all in. Whatever you do, all of a sudden he's got Thomas the tank engine, Sir Topham hat. <laughs> There, there is something in here though. I used to think when I was talking to my friends about my faith, I had to come up with the most clever phrasing uh. or like I had to format the gospel and the most creative metaphor, the way that I could get in there. And I realized what was way more effective is when I showed up for them, when they needed someone to show up for them, that spoke to them. And then it was like, what, what changed in you, man? Like, your life is way different. And I, the same with these kids, if you just try and like throw breadcrumbs at them or whatever and disappear, maybe God will use it and it sinks in. But like more often than not, it's like, you know what, when I needed someone, that guy was there for me Mm -hmm. or he, I could always count on him. He's always around or I hadn't even spoke to Chris in two years and I messaged him and he responded. Man, I want to tell you guys a quick little story of uh, this one kid when we were doing vert uh, youth at the church and it was a kid that I coached and he started coming because we had like BB guns and like shooting things and whatnot. And so he's all excited. He's like, can I bring my AR? I'm like, no, (laughs) (laughs) that would have been the correct answer, but he did, (laughs) but it's like not the real gun. It's like the BB gun, airsoft one, right? Ah, okay. (laughs) That's a really important uh, yes, yeah, this is not a re- it was a toy. <laughs> Airsoft. Error. Anyway, so he comes and he's showing up for a little bit and he's in my life because I'm coaching him as a surfer and now he's showing up to youth group and one day he kind of stopped showing up and I ask him about it and it's been a few weeks and I'm like, where, where you been, buddy? He's like, ah, my religious days are done. <laughs> he's like nine. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, knowing that his family background doesn't have a lot of faith in it, but later on and we haven't coached for like a year he's actually off doing like he's making money as a pro surfer now being like a younger kid and not necessarily in this highly competitive round but just as like a these like in these youtube videos and stuff like that but he's never stopped being an important kid in my life and so it was funny because like not seeing him just rotating different circles and different time frames then we started seeing each other again and you know, after after hanging out with him like one time, just in passing for like, you know, 30 minutes or whatever, uh, his mom sent me a text and it was like, hey, you know, this it was really great seeing you. He mentioned uh, that there's just something special about you when he hangs around, how it makes him feel and stuff like that. And he wants to be around that more. So I was like, okay, this is really cool. And so now we've been seeing each other just more often, like how the Lord kind of brings people back into your path. Not like I'm bringing up gospel to him because I don't really necessarily have to, but he's like sending me texts. He's like, hey, do you and Wes want to go to the skate park? Like, you want to go surf with me? You want to do this? It's that consistently of just being in his life and making sure that I'm conducting myself in a way that is gentle and humble, but yet under the authority of the Lord that it's like, man, if I stumble in a big way, 
it's going to be his walk that's affected. And I'm like, man, that, that alone is like, not like I need to white knuckle it, but it's like, be under the authority of the Lord. That's sobering, right? So sobering. Because I care about that kid, and I care because he, it, whether he knows it or not, I already see what the Lord wants to do in his life, and he's already nurturing like my son, who's seven, because he wants to go and hang out with him because he sees that relationship, that that mentorship that I've given him, right? People outside of his own home, he's got a great dad, great mom, and all that, but we we need people outside of our homes to come in and and speak life into us, and so. It's just sobering, and, and what a there's so many people within the walls of the church who have people in their life that they could influence in these ways. We just we need to be like awake to the fact that people are waiting to be initiated. Yeah, and and um, I think that's a good bridge to what I wanted to close on because I think you've given us like so many good and relatable thoughts and good discussion about this, but. If someone wanted to get involved in skate ministry outreach, you're someone that kids handing out waters at the skate park had a direct, like, that was a seed that got watered, right? What would your advice be to someone who maybe would, like, they are a skater or they have a heart for skaters and they're like, man, I kind of want to do, like, some outreach or, like, how could I get involved or who could I support or what kind of things could I do? Like, what would you say to, like, people in that position? I would say respond to it because if the Lord's put on your heart something, like if the Lord has put on your heart some people group or or someone, respond to it. Pray through it before going into it. Pray how the Lord would want you to respond to it, but don't sit and do nothing about it. You got to respond to it. And once he's shown you or given you the courage to go do it, don't be anything that you're not, right? Don't show up and like, don't go to Zoomies and get the skateboarder starter pack and show up and be like, I haven't skated since the 80s, but yeah. I'm gonna... Hello, youths. <laughs> Hello, fellow youths. I heard With this is the mall, it man. Mall grabbing it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, yeah. I mean, that would be like the worst thing. I would, you know, I, I just think about it as a way that um, would would be meaningful to you. If, some, if you put yourself in these kids' position, right? Like kind of take back take a step back and and see them as kids as people that are under spiritual attack ministered in the way that the lord has gifted you in if you're like you cook a mean dog then show up with the grill roll out bring a couple people with you so it's not super weird that like some strangers trying to hang out, hand out like food. Come on over here. You want to try one of the hot dogs? Let's go. <laughs> but do it in a way that the Lord has prompted you to and don't try and force, oh, that's the way that's worked for Brad or Chris or Brandon. So I'm going to do it the same way, right? Do it in a way that the Lord has shown you that this will take an act of faith, but yet you're just, you're being honest about it, and the heart has to be there. If you genuinely, genuinely want to go and see and relate to some of these kids, whether it's in the skate park, on the beach, baseball field, um, you know, any, and I say kids, but anyone like that the Lord has put on your heart to disciple to, to bring the good news to, then go and do it in faith and with prayer and do it with all honesty and in, in humility because you know, the spirit's going to pick up on that. They're, they're, they will pick up on that because mm. you care. 
he can do radical things through that if you just give the space and and lay it down and be like, hey, whatever you want to do, I'm on board. Let me be a part of the cause. And Mm. you can see God do radical things. Chris, do you have any thoughts? Yeah, I just think uh, even the the love for people, he gives he gives us that right. So it's it's the love of Christ that compels us. The love we've received is then we have that for others. We see ourselves in this story, uh, in their story, and um, so it's totally a God thing. And anything done in the flesh kind of has flesh results, and that's the last thing we need uh, in that world. In the you know to be reaching out and looking like hypocrites or anything like that but, <laughs> for the photo op. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, look at my ministry I'm doing. So right. I, I love that. I think it's it's great. Yeah. My closing thought is just when I look at this table and the three of us, I'm like, we're all very passionate guys. Chris, like you were into sports, but like the hardcore scene is where you expressed a lot of that and skateboarding for me and you have a f- you're good at everything. So it is. With us. <laughs> just, but number one game, softball. <laughs> <Just>. <laughs> We play on the same softball teams. That's what. That's the reference. Yeah. Hey, I also got thrown out on the last game of the season that it mattered the most. It was the playoffs, <laughs> but that's okay because we still love you. When I was younger, I always looked at older people as like kind of losing their passion and life became very mundane and then they would just go to their job and, and drink on the weekends or barbecue. But I'm like just as passionate now as when I was a teenager. And I think sometimes that speaks to the teenagers as they're like, oh, like you still actually care about things. I don't know. That's just a side thought. But mm-hmm. um, really thankful that you came on the podcast, Brandon, and, well, you and shared your thoughts. And we're just stoked to have you as a friend and stoked to have you on here as our first guest. And um, to the listeners out there, I, I hope that you're encouraged by this. I hope there's a charge in there. I hope there's relatability. If you listen to this episode and you don't know the Lord, um, the greatest thing we could ever tell you is just that God loves you and that Jesus is is waiting to have relationship with you, forgive you of anything you might have done in the past, and that you don't have to clean yourself up. Like God will will go through that process with you and work things out and show you how good life can be with him. It's not about taking away, it's about freedom. So mm-hmm. and if skate ministry is is you have a heart for skaters, but maybe you don't skate or don't feel a place is at the skate park. There's always ministries that you can tithe into or help out financially, or maybe a local church or your church is doing stuff with the youth and you can participate in that in some way. There's always an option that doesn't mean you have to go and learn how to kickflip. I promise you there's, <laughs> there's, there's other the ways worst. God can use you. <laughs> that might be the worst idea. If you do film it, if you, <laughs> you, might, you, you might have a new career, but your viral video. <laughs> and on a, the final, final note, if you had a question about anything that we said, or you want further thoughts from, um, Brandon or from Chris or I, we'll start. Brandon, where can people reach you if if they have any questions or just want to encourage you, pray for you, um, ask you about something deeper? Where's like a good place that people can reach out? Uh, just do it on the, the Instagram. That's fine. And you can find me there at BE underscore Phillips. Yeah, on Instagram. And yeah, we could chat there. And for Chris and I, we have the Voyager podcast Instagram account. There's a link tree with a contact form that goes to contact at calvarycarlsbad.com. Chris mans that email. Um, 
but yeah, if, if you have a question, like reach out, like we're open. Um, we're okay being pressed on, on hard subjects. Like, you know, we can take it. We know what we're about. We know who we are. We're cool to answer you honestly. And we still need encouragement and prayer. So even if you just want to say, Hey, love what you guys are doing. So we have a couple reviews on the Apple podcast and I was encouraged by that. So, so reach out, um, and we love you guys and thanks for listening. See you See soon. Thanks for tuning into the Voyager podcast. If you'd like to reach out, you can reach us through Instagram at the Voyager podcast or through contact at calvarycarlsbad.com. We hope this has been encouraging for you. Until next time.